G'day humans, what's a good word? Chris Funder here with Fruity as Alex for another edition of Wrestling All Style. Alex, how you doing, mate? I'm feeling fantabulous today. Yay! We're going to talk about some wrestling. Yeah, yeah, enough talking about the other things like and Twitch streaming and video games and WWE booking, whatever. Yeah, let's yeah. talk actual wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, people, feel free to send donations to Chris Thunder so he can get a new PC and then we can do some crazy stuff on Twitch. Uh, I've got a few ideas already, just from 30 seconds of thinking about it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, so coming up, um, we had floated the idea of doing an Olympics uh, thing because that's coming up soon as is New Japan Pro Wrestling Tokyo Dome show next week are you still keen for doing the outside the ring Olympics specials where yeah, we just I'm, chat I'm what's going keen. on with the Olympics yeah I would love to do that I can't promise I'll be completely up to date with everything but man do I love the obscure sports in the Olympics equestrian <laughs> that's Maybe one not. thing I watch you get a nice hot, hot cup of coffee and you sit down and you watch the, the equestrian I'm going to be watching a lot of like a lot of boxing and judo discus. I'll, I'll watch the yeah I'll watch judo for sure <laughs> um, see a few ippons or whatever I remember <laughs> oh my god there was like a 2008 Olympics video game for like the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Yeah. At the time I had an Xbox 360 and like me and my mates would like get together and like we'd have four of us and we'd play the Olympics like it was Mario Party or something. <laughs> and there was the judo portion of that game that none of us could ever figure out what anything meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez um yeah so uh tokyo 2020 well asterisks in fine print yeah. 2021 <laughs> yeah um, yeah well we've got euro 2020 going on at the moment <laughs> um so then we'll have tokyo 2020 in 2021 yeah i suppose um have you keeping you... up to date with the euros I've seen bits and pieces. It's with the um the time zones. It doesn't allow for the uh, best viewing for me when I um work a lot of day shift. As does the uh, Tour de France. Welcome to Sport Oz style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, um, much love to any English listeners if we have any, but I want Denmark to win. <laughs> and just like that, Davy is no longer a listener from up next. <laughs> <laughs> Um, ah, oh, the, the, like, UK heritage in me is going, yeah, I don't want the Brits to win because they're just going to crow on about it forever, like the Scottish, the Irish, the Welsh in me is just going, yeah, no. And I'm just thinking, who else is left in this draw who can beat one of the favourites? <laughs> it's probably well, only England. Well, I recently found out that my father is 25% Danish. <laughs> did you do one of those Ancestry.com things? Dad did. 
dad did. And I said, I ain't doing that just in case I ever decide to murder someone. And then we've seen how that works out. They keep track of all your DNA, man. Well, the Golden State Killer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what was it? The Golden State Killer, the Zodiac Killer, I think, got caught with it as well. Yeah. Full disclaimer, I don't plan on murdering anyone, okay? (laughs) Just Um, a joke. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, semifinals is Italy... Uh, and Spain happened today as we're recording yep. a late edition on Wednesday. Did you watch? Uh, I've just been like reading results and checking highlights. Like my schedule doesn't really permit for a full 90 plus minutes of football, although I will watch the final in full. Yeah, yeah. So Monday morning, 5 a.m. Should we uh, say who won today's semi? Yeah, bugger it. Let the people uh, know. So, 1-1 one, one after full-time between Italy and Spain. Going to 1-1 one, one after extra time. Going to penalties. Any guesses as to who went through on penalties? I know the result. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the team I thought would go through on penalties, but uh, Italy, 4-2 on penalties. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I've... Ever since uh, 2006, 2006, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, ha- I hate the Italian football team, so. Uh, um, yes, because of penalties against us, which shouldn't have happened. Yep. Yep. Okay. So as much as I appreciate how good they are and how many great players Italy has produced over the years and some of my favourite uh, clubs as well. Um, yeah, uh, I can't root for him. I want him to lose very, very badly in the final. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, it's got to be Denmark now. <laughs> yeah, like either Denmark or England is a good option. Um, but England, I follow the a lot of... of two evils. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I follow a lot of English people on Twitter, and it's just a whole lot of, oh my god, it's coming home, boys! It's coming home, <laughs> oh, lads! No, and and it's like, oh no, no, I don't want you guys to win at all because of how excited you are for it coming home. Insert and... Stephen Gerrard clip of this does not slip now. <laughs> yeah. See, that's funny because they actually ended up winning the league a few years later. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Um, because of that, I don't want it to come home. And seriously, English listeners, if you're out there, make your mind up about what it is. Is it the World Cup? Is it hosting the World Cup? Is it the Euros? Everything isn't it and it isn't always coming home lads and you guys aren't always home for everything <laughs> rant over wow, hot take <laughs> <laughs> but also good point i guess football's coming home but to what degree yeah um national team let's see uh have they won the Euros before? Because they've won the World Cup once. 
competitive record, European. Uh, where is it? World Cup, they won once. Euros, third place in 1968. They hosted in 96 and got to the semifinals. They've never won the Euros. So this is equaling their best stage since the 1996 when they hosted. Well, that proves my point. How is it coming home if it's never been there before? Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I, then... I, I don't just think about moving houses and go, oh, that house I'm going to move to, that's my new home. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I can't wait to get home to this house that I haven't even lived in yet. It's like, I can't wait to move there. It'll be exciting. It's not <laughs> home yet. <laughs> Insert Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. That's your home. <laughs> you took off your home. Answer me, Wall. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I suppose the last little bit of sporting news. Did you see day one of Tour de France? Uh, I did not. Uh, definitely one of those sports that doesn't really interest me too much. No offense to any fans out there. If you're into it, you're into it. But I don't get it. <laughs> did you see... Excited fan lady knock out half the field with her oh, no. oh no, I'll be checking that out now. I, I do love that stuff. A uh, couple of people injured, like scrapes and bruises, nothing too serious. Uh, police found her and arrested her because of it. Yeah, fair Big enough. Pile up, fair enough. Supposed to be social distancing, not doing that. Yep. Uh, probably. <laughs> One of the worst crashes caused by like a fan or somebody else on the track since the um the Sky Broadcast motorcycle crash, which led to a bunch of riders riding off the track into barbed wire fencing. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, how uh, wrestling? Yeah, uh, before we get into the more positive stuff about wrestling, there's something uh, I forgot to bring up on the last episode of Rap, which isn't a pleasant thing to talk about. It is the passing of um, Super Genie Melissa Coates. Super Genie. I'm not familiar with that person, I'm sorry. Uh, Sabu's manager towards <gasps> Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Sabu's manager and uh, partner, I guess, in real life. Yeah. I'm not sure if they were married or not, but, yeah, they definitely had a relationship and very tied to the hip. Uh, Recently, she had her leg amputated. I can't recall exactly what the reason was, uh, so I won't go too deep into that, but... Yeah, and then suddenly she passed away. Oh, that's It was about, that's a, week terrible. And a, half, about a week and a half ago. And, yeah, Sabu, um, thoughts are with him, thoughts are with Melissa Coates' family. Um, my goodness, Melissa Coates, uh, super genie, has has had her foot in the door in wrestling since the early 2000s. She was part of developmental in 2000 and 
well, the mid 2000s uh, over at Deep South Wrestling. And she had a few appearances on Raw. She just as like extra talent and stuff like that. Um, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins talk about how she was like the toughest person in the developmental locker room, like legitimately like tougher than most of the blokes in the locker room. And yeah, so this was uh, kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, well, that that's yeah, pretty sad. Uh, um, condolences go out to um, yeah, Melissa and her family and uh, Sabu. That's yeah, not very yeah. nice at all. No, no, and um, yeah, just if you're listening and this is your first time finding out about it, just uh, send Sabu a tweet and just. Say thoughts are with you because it's very responsive towards the fans. Like someone tweeted him the other day and was like, Hey Sabu, just checking in saying that you're holding up okay, and he just replied with, I'm not good. I'm not good at all. So I think Sabu needs some love as well, humans. Yeah. Yeah. Poor old Sabu. Yep. Um anywhom. Uh, yeah. Should we do the not, things? Not an easy transition, but let's uh, do the rap. Okay. Yeah. Uh, shorter rap this week. Um, still just doing bare bone raps. Um, I believe it's the seventeenth we discussed is the um Tokyo Dome show for New Japan. Have you been watching any New Japan in the lead up to this, either of Japan or of America? I have not. I probably should be, right? <laughs> I've said it before on here and um, to others that New Japan during the pandemic didn't do themselves any favours with me outside of their tournament booking where it has just become a lot of um, needless undercard matches, house show level type shows they're putting on. The quality, I don't want to knock the wrestlers, the quality is still great to amazing yeah it's just when it's pointless six-man tag to singles match and tag match the next night of the tour it's a lot of i see how new japan books and when it's like four shows in the space of three days it does become a lot yeah and i get new japan world's probably trying to put out their money's worth but um less is more (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that's the uh, New Japan portion. What about NWA (laughs) or Ring of Honor or Impact or I think MLW might still be on break. Yeah, MLW is on break. I found out the hard way because that was going to be my little extra show I watched this week. And I watched it and it was just like a replay of like a MLW TV taping from like 03, so I turned it off. Wow, that's old. Yeah, and it, although it did have some pretty awesome Terry Funk stuff in there, um, who, uh, it is kind of in the news at the minute because it's been confirmed that Terry Funk has dementia now, which is sad. Oh, man, you're killing me this morning. Yeah, I know. My goodness. Am I the bearer of bad news or what? Is um, Dory Funk still alive? Yeah, yeah, he's still kicking. Oh, 
didn't Terry's wife also pass away this year or recently? Last year, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, time is just irrelevant in this era. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, you know, you say it a million times in your life, this isn't any breaking news. Someone's been married to someone for so many years and then as soon as they're gone, the remaining person left, their body starts to shut down. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, I I hope uh, Terry Funk, like, hangs in there and puts up the fight. Like, it's going to take a... A lot of effort to knock Terry Funk down, as we've seen in the past. But, yeah, um, all the best to him. Yeah. Um, and WA, have nah. you been keeping up? <laughs> I watched a few weeks ago, and it was just like, eh, not that interested. What about their pay-per-view soon? I will watch the women's pay-per-view, the women's pay-per-view, what do they call it? Um, Empowered. Yeah. Yeah, I will watch that out of curiosity. Um, I have some issues with the people they're booking, in particular the man that they now call the Great American Smash, Tyrus, the former Brodus Clay, he gets a lot of TV time. Um, let's just say... Uh, allegations? Allegations. Very confirmed allegations of stuff he was doing uh, when he was working with Fox News. Um, the Fox News stuff alone is enough to make me like wonder why you would ever book this man. And not only that, he's incredibly out of shape and can barely wrestle for five minutes anymore. So, yeah, it really turns me off, especially knowing that, yeah, they're promoting Empowered on the same show that they're giving Tyrus bloody ten minutes every week. Yeah. Uh, Lastly, Ring of Honor or Impact? Uh, Nah, nah. Ring of Honor lost me last year. I don't I don't know how they'll ever get me back. With the <coughs> tournament. Kellyanne. 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 <laughs> JXT. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. There, there'd oh, be if a the lot borders worse. were open, that'd be yeah. a really good fin North America for JXT, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, JXT would work probably best in a Ring of Honor or, or maybe an Impact. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, J- JXT would really... Yeah. Anyway, you got me thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, so should we get on to what we normally just talk about? Raw, NXT, Dynamite, and SmackDown. Oh, boy. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about, especially when it gets to SmackDown. Okay, so Monday Night Raw from the 28th of the 6th, 2021. Still in Thunderdome. How many more weeks until they leave? I believe there's one more taping each. Okay. So I think uh, this coming SmackDown and the coming Raw, and that's it. Yeah, as soon as they're out of there, good. Yep. Uh, kicked off with a battle royale 
of Akira Tozawa, Angel Gaza, Cedric Alexander, Damian Priest, Drew Gulak, Eric, Humberto Carrillo, Ivar, Jeff Hardley, Jinder Mahal, Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, uh, R-Truth, Shelton Benjamin, all being defeated by Matt Riddle in 15 minutes. Then, a singles match of... Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about this. Uh, is it Super Nikki Cross defeating Shayna Baszler, who had Nia Jackson Reginald? Well, that's not even her name anymore. It's Nikki Ash. Oh, dear God. We can get there in a moment. <laughs> Speaking of... Yeah. We we can get there as soon as I finish about this women's division because, yeah, Jesus, um, do do drop and Eva Marie defeat Oscar and Naomi, John Morrison defeated Ricket. Oh, sorry, John Morrison versed Ricochet to a double countout in eleven minutes. A six-person tag team match of Charlotte, Natalia, and Tamina defeating Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Rhea Ripley. A strap match of Jackson Riker defeating Elias and a feud that just won't bloody end, even <laughs> though Elias won't bloody win. <laughs> and a Money in the Bank second chance qualifying match of Drew McIntyre defeating AJ Styles and Matt Riddle in 27 minutes as your main event. Drew McIntyre being put in Money in the Bank as a person who can cash in when he can't challenge for the Raw title again. Unless he's moving brands in the shake-up, draft, swap night, whatever they want to call it. I don't know why he's in here other than to make somebody else look good. Uh, I'm shocked you didn't bring up the fact that Riddle already qualified for Money in the Bank and how stupid it was that he can just enter himself into the battle royal and then the second chance thing to try to win a spot for Randy Orton. Yeah, I excuse that because it <laughs> explained a number of times that Riddle's trying to do stuff for Randy and it's not as bad as some of the other stuff on the show. Don't get me yeah. wrong, it's still bad. But the bar is so low with Raw at the moment that... Yeah. <laughs> It's possible. The crazy thing is, uh, I'd almost guarantee Riddle's winning money in the bank. I wouldn't put it past him. Um, I, I, I think it would, bring out it of all the options, like, I don't think everyone's qualified on the SmackDown side yet, but I think you need a Raw winner, and I think the just to make things a little bit more interesting on Raw, having that briefcase around makes things kind of interesting a little bit, I guess. As long as they don't... The past few years have wasted money in the bank and had a fast, uh, fast cash-in. Yeah. They need to um, hang on to it at least one and tease it well. And if you're going to do a fast cash-in, do a fast cash-in that's impactful. Because last year's uh, winners were kind of meh, to be honest. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just bringing up the uh, the qualified people so far. Uh, go ahead. What were you going to say about last year? Well, I was, I was going to say Riddle cashing in on 
Bobby Lashley makes a lot of sense considering Riddle's the one that beat Bobby Lashley earlier this year for the US title. There's kind of a inconclusive feud ending with those two. Yeah. Um, so they and I think it's all just gonna lead to Randy Orton turning on Riddle at some point, which is so predictable, but yeah. So at the moment we have qualified Ricochet, John Morrison. Riddle and Drew McIntyre with some more to be announced on SmackDown. Uh, whilst on the women's side, there's Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross and Kamala with more to be announced on the SmackDown side once we get there. Yeah. Um, this women's division, what in the bloody hell are they doing? Just, uh... I have no idea who is what anymore, like in terms of babyface and heel. Between Charlotte and Rhea? Yeah. Okay, and so like, I know. Is, is Natalia and Tamina babyfaces or are they heels? Like, I thought they were babyfaces when they were feuding with Nia and Shayna, but I think Charlotte is kind of a heel, but she's teaming with Natty and Tamina, so maybe Charlotte's a babyface, so then maybe Rhea's a heel, but I thought Mandy and Dana have always been babyfaces, so maybe Rhea's the face? I have um, no idea what's going on here. <laughs> so I have a little bit more insight because I have watched Raw from yesterday, and you said you haven't yet, and I told you, go and watch the Charlotte and Rhea segment because then you'll lose your mind. This women's division is so arse about face backwards. It's You have two tag teams in here, and you're questioning who is heel, who is face, because of who they're aligned with, because the champion and challenger, there's no clear division between who's heel and who's face. Because I feel at this point, Rhea's turned as many times as the big show, and I don't know which one is which. Yeah. And... I will say, hate on it as much as you want. I actually enjoy Dewdrop and Eva Marie. I think there is a certain chemistry there with the two of them. Like the way that Dewdrop's like getting all the work done for Eva, and it seems like Dewdrop's slowly like getting sick of Eva Marie's bullcrap. Like I actually enjoy that dynamic. Um, that, yeah. to me, is honestly the most interesting thing the women's division has going on on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, and that's sad to say, considering... The talent you have. A year... Oh, no, not a year. Two and a half years ago, this belt headlined WrestleMania with the other women's belt, with Charlotte yeah. Flair. And yeah. look at it now. Um, don't get me wrong, I don't enjoy Eva Marie... I don't enjoy the fact they fired the Iconics and Mickey James to bring back Eva Marie, who's not that talented. I will who... say allegedly, for allegedly bringing back Eva Marie. We don't know if that's 100% the fact, but... They said budgeting reasons. They need to make room in the budget for Eva Marie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my hot take on it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Slightly stay <laughs> Yeah. But um, I do enjoy that. 
Asuka and Naomi, they do work well. Naomi has improved a hell of a lot over the years. I, yeah. The only thing I didn't like about her was when she changed the title to a neon title. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, I, I liked it. It reminded me of like back in the day when the Ultimate Warrior would like change the strap of the winged eagle title to match whatever colour he was wearing in the ring and stuff like that. I knew you'd say that, but yeah, that's a fair point. Um, as for Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax and Reginald, this, I thought this was ending. I thought they were going to split off. But now they're stuck feuding uh, Super Nikki. And don't get me wrong, if you're going to choose any character to pull off a new Super Molly, Nikki Cross is probably the best woman on your main event roster to do that. I just question its timing and who it's positioned against. Yeah. Um, I think she's okay in the role. The initial debut of it was very cringe-inducing. There's all the reports coming out saying it was a 100% Nikki Cross's idea to do this character. If that's your idea, good for you. Congratulations. You got it on TV. Not everyone gets their ideas on TV anymore, that's for sure. But my biggest issue with it is that it just completely came out of nowhere. I think if... Because she had bet both Rhea and Charlotte clean in the lead-up to um, uh, Hell in the Cell. And I was thinking if she had lost that and lost that and got put in a match against... Uh, Nia Jax because Shayna already had a program going into yep. that and the less said about that the better because my god um, so she gets put in a match with Nia Nia crushes her Reginald's there laughing at her like maybe has a bowl of champagne for Nia Nia pours it on her so she's humiliated goes away for a couple of weeks comes back as this yeah that makes sense not oh hey I'm this now yeah Oh dear God! Um, thumbs oh, down. Hey, raw. I'm this now. <laughs> thumbs yeah. down, raw. You're improving slightly, but <laughs> your bar is so low. Um, convince and... me to watch a full episode WWE because I might... have not been convinced to watch a full episode in months now. I might add a uh, little clip. At the end of the show today. Oh dear. Of uh, one Triple H mocking the fans, saying they're not going to tune in anymore. And Raw uh, <laughs> this week gets record lows. Uh, um, I think if we weren't doing this, I would not be watching this show. This sucks. Just, I get it has to be three hours because of stupid USA Network agreements. Do more. Don't start Raw Underground and then stop it. Don't start 24-7 division. It's going to be like the hardcore division, but more PG-friendly, and then stop it. Have long-term plans, goddammit. Do good. Yep. (laughs) Okay, enough about Raw. You're bad. Next child. (laughs) Come to my (laughs) naughty corner. NXT. (laughs) They're not leaving the performance center anytime soon, are they? 
I uh, don't think so. Okay. Anyhow, let's get on to what actually happened. WWE NXT Women's Tag Team Championship number one contender triple threat match opening. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Io Shirai and Zoe Stack. Okay, that's an odd pairing out of nowhere. Defeating the established teams of Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. And former champions, the Heartbreak Kick Dakota Kai and Big Lady Cool Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, a singles this match is of. Just their weird ass <laughs> way of like, oh, we need a new fresh tag team. Oh, let's just randomly throw two people together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a singles match of Roderick Strong with Heikman, uh, Malcolm Bivens, and Tyler Russ defeat Ashe. Asher Hale. Cameron Grimes defeats Ari Sterling, not related to Raheem. <laughs> Couldn't be any more East Anglia coming from Merseyside. <laughs> okay, I'll stop now. A mixed tag team match of Tian Shan. Uh, I'm going to completely butcher this, Alex. <laughs> uh, I think that's actually pretty close. I think it's Tian Shah. Something uh, like that, yeah. Boa and Zia Lee with uh, Mei Ying. Mei Ying. May, my apologies. Uh, defeating yeah. Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez by referee decision. And in the main event match, it was Bronson Reed defending the North American Championship, losing to Isaiah Swerve Bro Scott with uh, Shatea Donis, B Fab, and Top Dollar in Swerve Bro's corner. Boo. I get it. I get it. Like, I I don't like it. But also, probably the right act to take the title off of Bronson. Because I really enjoy Hit Row. Um, I think they're very entertaining. I think it is the... I just wish it was, Bronson wasn't the champ at all, so we didn't have to... So I didn't have to feel so conflicted about Swerve winning the title. Yeah. Um, absolutely right decision. It's just a statriotic uh, response yeah. in me going, oh. Um, yeah. Correct booking there. The NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Here we go again, Alex. Do you want to play a game of... Uh, what NXT tag team women's are there? Oh, God. As I bring up the roster. Oh, this is always fun to do on air, isn't it? Because we've done it a number of times going, well, there's one tag team. Where's everyone else? Because <laughs> I suppose you've got Robert's uh, Stonebrand, which is what, Aaliyah and... Um, oh, who's this? is it Jesse Kamea, who's the second member now? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so you've got Robert Stonebrand. You got uh, KC Squared, KC Canzaro, and Caden Carter. You've got Big Lady Cool Raquel Gonzalez and Heartbreak Kick Dakota Kai, so that's free. You've got uh, Ember Moon and Tank Girl Shotzi Blackheart, so that's four. Um, hmm. Uh, you've got The Way, that's uh, Candice LeRae and um, Indy Shirai, so that's five. Or, or Indy Hartwell, for that matter. What do I say? Indy Shirai. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So there's five teams that are established, one being your champs there, uh, who have had a lot of good uh, showing and tag team wins. Zoe has had a couple of tag team matches before on NXT. I can't remember who with, though. Yeah, me neither. I'll have a quick look. Um, NXT it, UK it women. It wasn't I with don't think Priscilla it's Kelly, was it? May have uh, been. Gigi Dolan, because they both came in at the same time, and I think they did a couple of things together. Yeah. Um, Zoe. Uh, Zada Ramier has been the one she's been teaming with a lot. Okay, yep. So I don't know if they went and looked and went, uh, Zada's still a bit... um. And it was Marina Shafir who she was teaming with in the Dusty Cup. So I don't know if they went, uh, is probably not ready. Let's put her with EO. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you got you got sort of five teams there. Two in this match being previous champions. So it was kind of obvious who the contenders were going to be. Uh, yeah. KC Square, who have been winning a lot on TV, not in this match. And then your other team being Robert Stonebrand, who were just sort of there to make everyone look good. Um, now, Sarai uh, is a Japanese wrestler. She hasn't been associated with um, with uh, Tian Sha, has she? No. No, I didn't think so. Um, so, yeah, there's your five teams. Holy cow. What a, what a shallow division. Um, I'm just well... trying to... Well, I think they're in the process of building some new teams. I don't know, though. Yeah. Um, now, this match with Mercedes Martinez, she's actually got a concussion now. Oh, yeah, she does. Um, do you know any reports or anything else around that? I do not. Okay. No, no neither do I. Um, anything else? you want to sort of touch on from NXT other than I think they're going to go the way of what you said with um, Dakota and Raquel doing the uh, the Diesel Sean storyline, but uh, yeah. with women, which led us to a whole bunch of rabbit holes with uh, a <laughs> yeah. women's four horse women, a women's evolution, a, a women's, women's click, a women's yeah. DX. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Thank good, think... goodness we didn't get to the 2010 DX era and had to figure out who was going to be the female equivalent of Hornswoggle as DX's mascot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think they're going to go that way. I think if they do, that'll be the right decision. Any ideas of when the next uh, takeover there is? Uh... I'm not too sure when the next takeover is, but I'm pretty sure the Great American back Bash is like this week. Oh, TV special. Yeah. Happening now as we record. Yeah, it is Great American yeah, I think Bash so. time. Um, NXT. Oh, okay. What? A oh, result? No, just, yeah, just read a, read a result. Ooh. Scra scrap everything we said about Trashing, uh, throwing tag teams together. <laughs> okay. 
Um, there should be a thing here about special episodes, but it's not on here anymore. Damn you, internet. Oh, well, doesn't matter. Not important. Uh, NXT thumbs. I think most of it delivered this week. Thumbs up. Yeah, it was a thumbs up from me. I really enjoyed the main event of Bronson and Swerve. As much as a result broke my heart. I enjoy what they're doing with Roderick Strong and this whole Diamond Mine faction. Um, I'm very curious to see what the battery charging thing is going to be, but I've kind of had it spoiled for me, and if that's what it is, I'm not really that excited about it. No offense. It's just If it's just going to be the same person that comes back every six months and re-injures her same body part over and over again, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I the, had the rule had an of idea. We'll just say that for now. <laughs> yeah, the rule of uh, diminishing returns, I guess they say, and yeah. Speaking <laughs> but, of diminishing returns, oh god, Daly's place. Yes, well, this will be the final most diminished return, I guess. Yeah, as we go to AEW Dynamite on a Wednesday. Praise the Lord. My goodness, how good was that? <laughs> yeah, it was great not watching Dynamite at like midnight going, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we kick off with AEW World Tag Team Championship Eliminator match of Eddie Kingston and Penta El Zero Medo with Alex Abrahamites defeating the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson with Brandon Cutler in their corner. A singles match of Jungle Boy defeats Jack Evans. Uh, the AEW TNT Championship was on the line when Miro defeated Brian Pillman Jr. by referee's decision. A tag team match of... Oh, God, I forgot this happened. <laughs> Dr. Britt Baker DMD with Rebel, not Reba, defeating Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. Um... And then in your main event match, it was MJF defeats Sammy Guevara in 20 minutes. Uh, main event, they got four and a half stars from the Observer. Yeah, I really enjoyed that main event. I thought it was good fun. Um, yeah, that's two guys to build around for sure. I think, I think because WWE has done... It's so often with so many people will be like, oh, you know, uh, Sami Zayn's going to come in and he's going to be a star for the future and he'll win this title and then he might win the tag titles and he'll be challenging for the world title in a few years' time. And it's like, other than a couple of money in the banks and Royal Rumbles, I don't ever recall this guy challenging. And I think with AEW, the fan base does see it, where we've seen it before with um, like Orange Cassidy has a chance. Um. Jungle yeah. Boy has a chance. The booking makes sense. Wins and losses matter. There is a lot more uh, fan faith in this company than, say, a WWE. And I think yeah. to a degree an NXT as well, because you'll see someone like, um, for example, uh, Sanity be booked so strong in NXT and then go to the main roster, appear for a month, and then be like, okay, you're on main event duty now until your future endeavoured. Yeah. Um, 
And yet, other than the Shield and the Four Horsewomen, they haven't really created any long-lasting stars through NXT. Yeah. Like, those are the immediate ones that come to mind at, like, a John Cena-type recognition level. Can you name any others out of there in the roughly 10 years NXT's been running? Oh. Yeah, I guess, like, maybe you're women and that's about it. Yeah. Like, to, I'm thinking John Cena level when I say that, like, could main event WrestleMania for a championship. So your your four horsewomen, Charlotte, Bailey, uh, Becky, uh, Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, Sasha, and your shield, which is uh, Seth, Roman, and was Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I would also like throw, just because it just happened in a WrestleMania main event, Bianca Belair in there. Yeah, I'd say her as well, but that's just because it's so recent. Yeah. I want to see still where that plays out because we did see... Who was it that came up and then was... I suppose not so much Kevin Owens, but we have seen before, like, a Bobby Roode, an NXT champion, come up and then do nothing. Yeah. Um. I, I'm I'm gonna assume it's pretty safe to say Bianca Belair is gonna go a bit further than Bobby Roode did. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the fact that um the women's division is lacking a lot, she does have that in her favor that she is a star. And then yeah, back to um AEW. Do you think John Moxley shaved off his uh, hair? so much because in WWE he was known as the lunatic fringe. Oh. <laughs> Crickets. Uh, Crickets, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly saw that photo of him at that signing with the shaved head and I was like, for a second I legitimately thought it was Sam Roberts. Like, ever since Sam Roberts shaved his head, it looks exactly like John Moxley bald. It's crazy. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I think AEW is doing the right thing here. You have MJF, you have Guevara, you have Dr. Britt, you have uh, Brian Pillman Jr., you have Jungle Boy, you have Jack Evans, who doesn't get featured enough on Dynamite, but is somebody you could build around. Um, you do have veterans sort of of the indies and the, the global indies, your Kingston, your Penta, to a degree, your Miro in there as well. Yeah. And yeah, this is a company that isn't doing Impact's mistakes. It isn't doing WCW's mistakes of its um of its final years. It is learning from those mistakes. It is building around people and yeah. trying to keep as many of those young people as they can for the future. Yeah, um, definitely. <clears throat> the only negative this week was the Vicky Guerrero tag team match, but that's mainly what? because it's Vicky Guerrero. It served yeah, its purpose. And, 
Yeah, it did exactly what it needed to do. It wasn't ever going to be a Matt classic, that's for sure. But it served its purpose in building up to Nyla versus Brit, which is somewhat confusing to me with the babyface heel dynamic. Maybe I'm just, I just can't read it anymore. <laughs> Maybe I when think... it comes to women's divisions, I don't understand who's meant to be likable and who's not. I think with, um, uh, what is it? AEW, it's a lot easier to pick uh, everyone out. Whereas in WWE, it's Shades of Grey, brother. Yeah, Shades of Grey is one of the dumbest things that the Attitude Era brought in. Um, <laughs> anti-heroes, yes. Shades of Grey, dumb. Yeah, exactly. There is a difference between anti-heroes and Shades of Grey. Like... Sting? Sting, Austin. Like, even look at cinema, like... Deadpool is an anti-hero. He's not Shades of Grey at all. You know that you're meant to like him. You're meant to feel sympathy for him, even though he's a very flawed character. Harley Quinn? Yeah, exactly. Um, that That's not Shades of Grey. That's full-on, like, black and white with those characters. They're just what? not traditional heroes. What about Marvel? Loki? I'd say Loki's getting there. Um, I'd say, at the moment, the Scarlet Witch is pretty much Shades of Grey. Oh, not Shades of Grey. Uh, that's what we don't like. Uh, <laughs> Scarlet Witch is kind of an anti-hero, kind of, but she might be turning heel. I don't know. I've got a weird feeling about her anyway. I think uh, with sci-fi, just to briefly sidetrack, Doctor Who, the um, the master, sort of the main antagonist since the uh, 70s, is sort of shades of grey in the fact that they're they're evil, they want to destroy everything, yet they want to have this menacing sort of mind game of chess with the Doctor before doing it. They want to gloat about how great they are. Yeah. Um, Have they ever turned a Doctor heel? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So, um... For a lengthy period of time. Sort of. Okay. Okay. Not not fully, at least not in canon. In spin-off media, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Dynamite, though. Great show. Uh, where are they off to next week? Because they're out of Daly's place. Heading down, heading down the road to Miami. Oh, I thought you were going to say Orlando there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Vince McMahon, we're coming for you. <laughs> See you at the Citrus Bowl. I think that's the one. In, in, uh, I think it is, actually. Orlando. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's an American listening band like, you idiots, but find it's our it... ignorance charming. No, Citrus Bowl's Miami. Isn't um, uh, the Pirate Stadium, Robert James Stadium, oh my Pirate God. Ship? I don't know. <laughs> Some American brand name stadium. 
wouldn't wouldn't like Florida be like wouldn't they one of them be the Orange Bowl as well because it's like the state of like growing oranges and stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Imagine. <laughs> imagine if um if instead of it being called the Gabba, it's called Welcome to the Pineapple Bowl. I'd love that. Well, you've got the Crocosseum. Yeah, well then, like, what would Sydney be? <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess Melbourne would be the Coffee Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Are we just, like, doing gridiron bowls for every state now? <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think of one for Sydney. Um, what's the best thing they do? I don't know. <laughs> Smashed avocado toast. Uh, I would argue Melbourne does that better. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, completely off topic. Uh, Dynamite. Thumbs up. Thumbs really up indeed. Yep. Going to be good to see a show back on the road. Um, oh, I'm so excited, man. Now... I'm sort of iffy because in Australia we were doing so good and then January happened and our government went vaccines uh, kind of slow and we just went backwards. Yeah. Not getting political here, just saying it has been a bit slow and seeing the rest of the world open up a lot more before us is kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it's very... Very heartbreaking. It would be nice to, you know, get a vaccine in Australia if you're under the age of 40 and not considered an essential, like, vaccine taker. Like, I don't know if I'll ever, if I'll be able to get a vaccine by the end of next year at the rate we're going. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of what what I'm thinking too, Mm. probably. Because I'm not... uh, essential or um high risk so yeah even though in... you work in bloody hospitality it's such stupid like classifications yeah let's not go down this path but i'll just say i agree and we can discuss it later off air oh, we're gonna man. we're gonna annoy a lot of people if we keep going down the political road <laughs> yeah d- just uh give everyone vaccines cheers yeah <laughs> okay uh, what about Saturday morning SmackDown? Did you watch? Uh, I had to watch part of this because I couldn't believe it when I saw it, when I saw results. Okay. So we have, should I touch on the dark matches first? Because they're always a bit fun. And an Aussie was in action. Yeah, Sure. So uh, dark match results coming in here from, uh, I guess, the people who are watching in the uh, the Thunderdome watching was Shotzi Blackheart versus Tony Storm. No results listed. Uh, Odyssey Jones, not sure who that is, versus Robert Roode. Cricket. And uh, Cesaro versus Karrion Cross. Odyssey... Amara Palmer. Oh, I'm going to have to find out who this is. 
somebody signed under the performance center had a bunch of um Whoa, big boy live shows big boy big young boy free life matches in uh 2019 free life matches at the beginning of 2020 uh before everything got locked down and i guess they're just on their way back to the um performance center now so this is their first match back since the pandemic oh uh i just want to say this is the kind of guy that i would be interested in seeing why look at the beef six foot three 305 pounds um Uh, so what's that roughly 200 meters 125 kegs 138 kegs 1.91 meters that was close. Big, big boy. That purple makes him look like a young Mark Henry. I was going to say, uh, yeah, I was thinking that. Um, um, and, uh, very, uh, I'm all Trump, into it. Very Mark Henry uh, attitude era sensual chocolate uh, attire looking. Yeah, and I just want to say, Odyssey Jones is a badass name. Yeah, so I, long I as he's that. presented like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so those are the uh, the dark uh, notes there for the matches. Uh, Tony Storm getting a match against Shotzi Blackheart. Looks like a lot of these people getting the dark SmackDown matches in this um this first half hour. So they must be doing like a three hour uh taping type process where they're taping half hour of this two hours of smackdown half hour of 205 live i checked our boy wasn't on 205 live this week oh dear sad hey Mm -hmm. means he didn't loss he hasn't lost yet no um so i heard that vince kevin dunn uh, Nick Khan and Bruce Pritchard went down to the Performance Center the day before SmackDown to do a bit of tryout and check out some talent. So all of these dark matches just make me think these are the people that that they're thinking about calling up. Yeah, and after looking at too. after looking at Odyssey Jones, definitely that was a Vince McMahon call. Wow, look at the size of him! Wow. The guy's only ever had six matches before this dark match. He needs time in NXT. But look at the size of that. Vince, this guy's only been a pro wrestler for two months before the pandemic. (laughs) Beef! (laughs) Just insert that gif of Vince losing his mind and falling off the chair. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, tag team... Uh, result here to kick off the show. First match, Big E and Shinsuke Nakamura with Rick Bogues. See, I keep going to say Bogues, but it's Bogues because it's we stopped. Bo- yeah. Was it Bogues? <laughs> yeah. Because we stopped Bogues beer at work. <laughs> yeah, so I keep right. going to say that instead. Yeah. Uh, defeating Apollo Crews and Baron Corbin with Commander Aziz. Then. Money in the Bank qualifying match of Kevin Owens defeating Sami Zayn in a last man standing contest that lasted about 25 minutes. Really good. Alex, yeah. I'm going to let you set this up. Um, can you set up this next match of Liv Morgan versus someone? 
take a trip back, humans, because I remember it vividly because it happened on my birthday. This uh, female wrestler was released by the WWE basically for breaching their third-party policy. And then she put out a tweet after she was released saying, I support unionization. Uh, fair enough. Then she returns to the WWE and very quickly that tweet and any tweet against the WWE has been deleted. Oh, no. Uh, let's just say... Welcome back, Zelina Vega. You are now officially in the Money in the Bank, but you lose your first match back to Liv Morgan. Oh, my God. So, after preaching all that stuff, after Alistair gets fired for standing up for her, she comes back and deletes all those tweets, and now is like, Yay, I'm back working for the best company. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my. Just give me Eve Marie, send this person away. Um, I'm yeah. going to give uh, her a chance because I always <sighs> thought she deserved a push, but gee, she's going to have to really win me over. Yeah. Uh, credit to her, she is talented, she's a great talker. Yeah, good luck. Good luck to you. Uh, yep. Main event match of the week was Otis with Shorty Chad Gable defeating Angelo Dawkins in two minutes. Um, yeah, SmackDown, great Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn match, as any time those guys have a match, it's always great. Uh, uh, the Roman Reigns, Uso's edge stuff was great as well. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, um, well, let's talk about it. Talk about the news? Yeah. With Fuso? Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about off the top until right now. Um, Yeah, you can... Uh, I, w- I was it. saving it for SmackDown. Uh, let me just quickly pull it up because I want to get the number correct so we can uh, talk about how insane the number is. Um, I know what it is off the top of my head, but I'd rather you double-check first. Yeah. All right. As first reported this morning on TMZ, Jimmy Uso was arrested last night at 10.45 p.m. and charged with a DUI. Jimmy blew a .205, which is well above the legal .08 limit in Florida, I guess. They get point oh eight. Uh yeah. Yeah. Uh as of writing, he's still uh behind bars with a bail set at five hundred dollars and is charged with misdemeanor DWI as well as citations for running a red light and speeding fifty miles per hour in a thirty-five miles per hour zone. Uh, Uso was arrested for DUI back in 2019 and was once again arrested in 2019 after getting into a drunken scuffle with police. 
WWE has yet to comment publicly on the situation. Yeah. Um, so according to this um, classification that I found, what do you say it was? Point two one. Hang on. Point two oh five. Wow. So that is classed as if you're a social drinker. That is uh, strong. If you're a um, habitual drinker, that's classed as moderate. But- if. Considering the amount of times this has happened, I'm just going to make a bit of an assumption. This guy's a habitual drinker. Coordination severely affected, loss of orientation, emotionally uh, instability, balance disturbances, apathy and emotional eruptions, numbness and slowed reaction towards pain stimuli, partial amnesia. Well, and this is the third worst category on that list you just read from. Like, yeah, yeah. The his uh, two categories away from coma slash death. <laughs> yeah, um, not good. No, not good. um, yeah. Like, and this has happened a couple of times with his brother Jay as well. Um, that's yeah. four times the uh, the legal limit for us Aussies. Um, roughly one, two, almost three times the legal limit in Florida. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Idiot. Just drink driving's just stupid. It's dumb. I will happily admit that I've done it before and I'm an idiot for doing it. I thankfully never got caught. Uh, statute of limitations, I should be right. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things I look back on and I'm like, oh, I was such a young idiot. Um, the problem yeah. is I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm younger than Jimmy Uso. <laughs> Yeah, prob- probably. I'll find out. And that's that's just a general uh, thing for alcohol because alcohol affects everyone differently given how yeah. much you drink, um, how quick you drink it, if you've eaten anything, if you're on any medication, uh, yep. what your general health is like, if you're uh, overweight, if you have um, good metabolism. Uh, and it can also affect you based on uh, your gender compared to males and females in case studies. Yeah. So everyone's different, but at that level, you are lucky to be able to walk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's just insane. Um, oh, man. I, I He just got back, too. He just came back to the WWE from an injury. The story's been very intriguing. Hasn't I, he been the one who's telling... Uh, the other one that Roman's no good. Yeah. Suspended, uh, probably. He maybe, needs to be. Maybe. He needs to be sent away to rehab or something. The wellness policy doesn't affect that because he's like away from WWE at that time doing that, but it still should, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Well, I'm pretty sure either him or his brother got suspended once for 
a D, DUI, and Jeff Hardy got suspended once for a DUI. So, like, it just, it's sort of in the WWE's court as to what happens next. Yeah, I want, and I'm just saying, I don't want anyone to get suspended or lose their job or such. It's just, I just want him to get help. The man needs help. Yeah. Yeah. I just want, yeah, to send him away to rehab, like ring up DDP. Yeah, jeez. I know um, DDP's partially affiliated with AEW, but I'm sure he'd be happy to help someone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, look at the work he did for Jake. And I was recently watching the OSW 100 episode where they rewatched uh, Heroes of Wrestling, and yeah. that is a very hard watch of um watching Jake in that and it's almost easier to watch now knowing that he ended up a bit better yeah because that's what V1 was saying when he was doing a live watch along of it on his Twitch um with his wife who hadn't yeah. seen Heroes of Wrestling before and he's saying you know it's not easy to watch this but knowing that Jake is so healthy now and that DDP uh helped him it is yeah slightly easier to watch this at his worst moment in his I, life. I, th- I think that's what we discussed with Beyond the Mat. Like, I remember, like, being mortified, like, the first time I watched Beyond the Mat, like, really worried about Jake. But, mm. like, it's so much easier to watch it now knowing that Jake got his happy ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, SmackDown, I suppose. Uh, thumbs up. Yeah, Roman yeah. is still carrying this show. Uh, great match by Kevin and Sammy, as always, thumbs up. Yeah, uh, Sa- Sammy also low key carrying the bell to bell on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, SmackDown, the best of the three WWE children this week. Gold star. Yeah, <laughs> yep. good child, good child. Um, yeah. Anything else you sort of want to touch on as we um move ahead? We're slowly getting back on schedule. Alex let me have some time off because I wasn't feeling happy, so thank you. That's okay. Um, Yeah, we're probably going to have some massive content dumps coming out very shortly, I would assume, because we've got a fair bit in the bank. Yeah, yeah, we'll have have a little bit up for you shortly um, as we record. um, We're going to record some uh, international reviews this week. We're going to probably record some fugs this week yeah uh, that's and yeah that's pretty much full disclosure humans as to what's going on um i'm putting it out in the universe so you guys know what's happening and you guys can stay up to date and if you're wondering what's going on feel free to hit us up on instagram and twitter at wrestle Ozstar with an aus uh Hit me up at Fruity is Alex. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Oz Style, and you can find Chris at How Smooth Was That Transition. Smoother than Killer Queen James Storm. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, when I set up Twitch on PC, that's going to be one of my sound alerts just for you. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, I suppose you can come watch me on Twitch when I do the things with the things for the things on the thing. Yeah, at- I-, I might be in the chat. Who knows? At- <laughs> Chris Bunder? Wait, is uh, it? No, it's... <laughs> I am. I am. No, no, that's the Twitter. I'm trying oh, to think right. what my Twitch one is now because I haven't done this before. Oh, see? 
it's very difficult it. to remember everything <laughs> I gotta when you try do to so many it. things on once. But yeah, you can follow me at I'm Chris Funder on Twitter. Search up the entire wrestling All-Star archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Weekly Wrestling Rat Wednesdays on YouTube or using the RSS feed. Found the show notes below for your podcast of choice. And now I am on Twitch. You can come yes. watch me do things uh, at Chris Funder. Yes. Yeah, and you've got an Instagram now at Chris Thunder TV for your Twitch. Yeah, starting to do things for that. Slowly getting there. Trying to do more things for the thing with the thing in the thing. But yeah, I guess... and at Chris Thunder TV on Twitter as well. I'm finding out as we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> keeping keeping the two things separate till now when Alex finds out. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Goodbye, humans. <laughs> I've got so many ideas for Twitch. You just got to let me in, man. Let me in. <laughs> let me in. Yowie wowie. Whatever happened to him? Jeez. Uh, injured? He got, he got one RKO and now he's dead. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I don't know. Where is and the older... Maybe how he's seen we, what Alexa was doing and went, yeah, I don't want any of that. How is it that Raw's worse without him? <laughs> uh, no, he's not injured. Nah. Just hanging out, I guess. Yeah, hanging out in the boiler room, waiting for mankind to turn up and go, here, right here in this boiler room. Dear, oh dear. Anyway... Uh, bye, humans. <laughs>